Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. This is the show for you if you're looking to learn a little bit more about the financial world and how it might impact you personally, your own financial life. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles, financial advisor at Skybox Asset Management, serving the greater Cleveland area, but also with an office down in Bradenton, Florida as well. You can get in touch with the team at any time by going to skyboxasset.com. Check out past episodes of the podcast. Again, that's skyboxasset.com. Dot com. Scott's going to bring his more than 20 years of experience in the financial space to us here on the podcast today, and I'm looking forward to the show. Scott, great to chat with you this week. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. How about yourself? Doing uh, doing really well. I'm excited about our topic today because we're talking about financial fake news. So, you know, fake news is just, that gets the conversation going anytime, right? Well, you know, I tell you with this internet and everything, it's got, I mean, everybody's exposed to everything all the time. And, you know, funny story, you know, I've got four daughters, as you know, and my youngest is 10. And, you know, when my other girls were growing up, they were, you know, would watch TV, would be their downtime. And, and you know, they watch it. That's so Raven and Full House reruns and all these like innocent shows. But my 10 year old, you know, instead of watching those shows, she watches YouTube all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. People are using the kids are using YouTube now as like, their main television source like it's a channel that they watch it's just that's a replacement of the tv right yeah i mean and we've got those fire sticks and and you know the ipads so she can be on a regular tv just watching uh watching youtube as if it were a regular tv and there's some really weird stuff uh, on youtube <laughs> too and it, it's kind of hard as a parent to filter out you know what she's watching all the time yeah but I tell you, the other day, though, I, I walked down in the basement and she's got this one show on and it was actually the most one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my life. And it was educational, which was promising. But it's these guys in Indonesia that are building huts, I think it's called Survival Builder or okay. something like that. They're building huts in the ground using bamboo and all they have is a machete and that's all they use to build this hut. And they use like a stick and they're digging in the ground like five, ten feet in the ground and making beds out of dirt. And then they use like vines to tie the bamboo together, all with just a machete. And these guys are just working. I couldn't believe it. I had to dig a hole to fix my sprinkler system in, in, a couple weeks ago <laughs> and I, I was dying. And then yep. I'm like, this guy's using a stick, digging a 10 foot hole to build a house in. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, there's some really um, interesting stuff on YouTube. There's some weird stuff on YouTube. The weirdest thing I've encountered lately has been, um, have you ever seen the Ant Channel? It's like, no. it's called Ants Canada. And it's this guy who has created these really, really elaborate ant farms, but like ant habitats, like humongous fish aquariums that he's turned into these really, really elaborate terrariums, I guess. And he's he houses these really 
like exotic types of ants, but he narrates it so passionately. He creates this story surrounding the ants each episode that he does. And it's so funny because you sit like you somehow like with YouTube, if anybody, you know, everybody who uses it has probably gone on this spiral where you watch one video to another, to another, to another. All of a sudden you end up in a place where you're like, how did did I get here? That happened to me the other day. And I'm just watching this video about ants, but I find myself like enthralled by, are they going to make it across the bridge? Or, you know, (laughs) it's so well done. The story that you like, you come invest emotionally invested in these like ants just running around this aquarium. You're like, hold on a second. How did I get to this spot? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to definitely check that out because, yeah, that is the neat thing is you watch a video and then they recommend more and then you like, oh, look at this. Yep. And then it's a spiral. Before you know it, you started on ants and then you're in, you know, replacing your catalytic converter in your car. I right, mean, right, right. You don't exactly. know how you got there, but man, it, it was interesting on your way. Yeah. There are some cool like science experiment type uh, shows on YouTube that are kind of fun to follow and, and look up and see people just doing crazy experiments that you're, you always wondered, that'd be kind of cool to, to do that experiment, but I don't want to blow my hands off. Well, these people are willing to do that. So they're out there doing some crazy, crazy. Are you a golfer by any chance, Scott? I golf very little and little. I get frustrated because I'm not very good at it. So there's uh you got to look up Mark Rober is kind of a famous YouTube guy. He, he actually worked on the Mars mission. So he worked on some of the equipment that's roaming around on the Mars Rover at this moment. Um, yeah. And now he's a big YouTube guy and he does all these crazy science experiments. Well, he attached a, uh, he was like, I wonder how far I can hit a, a golf ball if I attach a rocket to the golf club. And so he's got this whole experiment where he finds a way to get the golf club spinning like 500 miles an hour to hit the golf ball and see how far it goes. And that's pretty entertaining stuff. So, Well, there was one I, I, that my girl showed me the other day that, you know how there's been this big trend with all the Amazon deliveries of people stealing packages off porches. Yes, yes. This guy made a, a dummy package with cameras in it and glitter. Oh, and that's him. Art. That's that's Mark Rober. So yeah, that's he did. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, and he he put like fart spray in there and everything. It, it was yep. great. And These it, co- and it covers them in glitter car. and yep, yep. <laughs> the the glitter, glitter bombs that kind of thing. Yeah, that was really cool. That's the guy. Go watch more of his stuff. He does some really cool experiments and things like that. So it's, uh, I will. It's worth a follow. Well, anyway, we're talking about the good stuff of YouTube, but there's also bad stuff on YouTube as well. There's all sorts of fake stuff on YouTube. I think the most recent one was, wasn't there a video that somebody had made it look like one of the Harry Potter characters was caught on a, a garage camera walking down the street? You know, it, looked, it was a little kid with like underwear on his head or something like that, but it made it look like a Dobby or one of the little characters from Harry Potter. And people were, you know, kind of thinking this was real, right? I mean, you, and UFOs and that kind of thing like this, boy, they make it look really realistic. Sometimes it makes you scratch your head. Wait, wait, wait. UFOs are real. And so Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying some of the videos are, are <laughs> fake, you know. I'm not, yeah. Not questioning the validity of UFOs in, as a whole, just certain videos. In any event, there's a lot of sort of fake news that gets into YouTube. And obviously, it's kind of become a synonymous term with our political climate of the last couple of years. But we won't focus so much on the political side of that. But we have seen fake news spread to other parts of our culture, including the financial space. So I'm going to look at some recent headlines that I just sort of pulled over the last couple of months, Scott, and I wanted to see if in your eyes, these are clickbaity or, you know, fake news headlines that really aren't telling us the whole truth. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So first one, this one is really just sort of a regular routine. This one I see pop up all the time. Social security going broke is the headline. Are we getting into fake news territory there? Well, you know, with a lot of this fake news, there's always a little sliver of truth. 
but again, blown extremely out of proportion because there's certainly some truth there and that social security does have some financial difficulties. And I've talked about it in my book on other podcasts and in talks I've done, but it's definitely been blown out of proportion. We're definitely are running out of money. And the recent 2019 social security trustee report says that in 2035, they're going to start to have financial difficulty and they'll be able to pay 80% of the benefits. And it won't be fully depleted if nothing is done till 2052. So a lot of the times the media or these things you see want people to think that, you know, in in the next few years, they're going to stop getting social security checks. And that's simply not the case. The, The system's busted. It does need to be fixed. It's being used in a way it wasn't designed to be used. There's going to be a lot of different solutions and things they're going to need to do. And and most likely, in my opinion, we're going to have to have rising taxes to help to cover part of this down the road because of demographic shifts. And we're going to have many more people on Social Security than actually paying in the Social Security. But eventually, we're going to get it fixed and people will continue to, to get their checks. And people that are getting it now don't have to worry that they're going to all of a sudden look in their bank account next month and they didn't get that monthly direct deposit. So that's definitely blown way out of proportion. Good to know. And I think that may end up being a common theme through several of these headlines is is the fake news is just in the fact that it's not giving you the whole story or maybe it's hyperbole that's built in a little bit as well. Sometimes there's marketing motivations that come alongside of some of these things as well. Maybe that's the case with this other headline I see all the time. You know, maybe I don't know if there's another financial product or element out there that gets as much pop and sizzle and, you know, media exposure is gold. And I see this one all the time as well, Scott. The crash of the dollar is imminent. Buy gold now. Fake news territory? Yeah, I call BS on this one. I I think, you know, usually this one is out there for people that want to sell you something, just like you said. They have a little webinar online where you can watch it and they're trying to sell you a newsletter or something like that. True. The dollar's definitely dropped a little bit over the last few years, about 6% or so. So, But it's certainly not free falling. And there's different factors that affect the dollar. And I'm not going to get into some big nerdy economic symposium right now. But the US dollar, it's 62% of the world currency. All countries in the world hold US dollars in their reserves. And the euro is next at only 21%. So there's a huge gap of US dollars. And you know the things that would cause the dollar to drop is if we get a lot larger federal deficits, if we've got high inflation and high interest rates, a huge trade deficit, personal debt really high. Those are all things that are going to start to push down the value of the dollar. And we're not anywhere near issues where we're going to start to see the the dollar drops significantly. Now, if it does, the whole idea would be that other governments would want the dollar to be backed by something. Gold is a hard currency that throughout the world and that the value of gold would then go up if the dollar dropped because it's so widely used. But yeah, I definitely call BS on this one. It's just way overblown. And it's by people trying to sell you something. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the headline <laughs> what they're selling you, right? So, yes. You know, if it was just the crash of the dollar is imminent, yeah, it'd still be clickbaity. But, you know, maybe that would be worthwhile to investigate a little bit further and see what the reasonings are behind that. But they're already kind of giving themselves away. If this, when you see a headline that's like that, you know, the crash of the dollar is imminent, imminent, buy gold now. Or, you know, I don't know, another one would be you need safety, buy annuities. 
obviously you're, right. you're being sold something out of the gate. So be a, very, very aware of those kinds of headlines. That's not real news. That's fake news. Um, yeah, and with, yeah, with all ahead. these things too, I mean, working with a professional is going to help you guide through what's true and what's not. Yeah, yeah, it's really important. So keep these things in mind. Another one here, Scott, nursing home costs poised to bankrupt millions of Americans. You can see a lot of these are kind of playing on fear, a lot of these fake news things, right? Yeah, they're definitely based on fear. And this one, again, is just overblown. We all know how expensive nursing homes are. We hear about it all the time. And probably everybody out there you know, has had family members that have you know, have been in nursing homes and been exposed to them in one way or another. And me doing what I do, I've got story after story of people that have gone into nursing homes and they've continued to stay in there. But the reality is that the average stay in a nursing home for someone that's not discharged. So in other words, they go in there, you know, and they end up the rest of their lives they spend in there is about 135 days. So that does cost certainly a lot of money. But for people that get discharged, it's like 270 days. So, you know, you're still in there for quite some time, but the government has put some protections in there where there's spousal impoverishment laws that are out there now where, you know, if you're married and you your spouse goes into a nursing home, there's things in there to protect that you can continue to live and, and that you're not going to you become destitute and living on a box on the side of the road. I mean, you're able to keep your house, a car, burial funds, money, they separate the income. And even if, you're, if your other spouse has passed away and, and you're in there for an extended amount of time, there's still protections in there too that to allow for some of those funds to still become available to you. So again, a sliver of truth to this and that a lot of people do spend a lot of money in the nursing homes, but in my years of doing this, I've never actually, had, you know, no one's ever filed for bankruptcy because of a nursing home. Yeah. Again, it's the hyperbole, right? It's just, you know, nursing home costs are going to poise a problem for people, but I don't know about bankrupting millions of Americans. That's uh, just digging into your fear a little bit there. And maybe nothing uh, strikes this same chord more than, you know, anything like this, Scott, and that would be market crash coming soon. <laughs> it's like, a, like, a, like a movie coming out soon. It's another market crash coming to you. This is the granddaddy of them all, right? right? This right. has been around forever, and we see it everywhere we go. We, we look at the paper. We go on the internet. You, you know, the markets are crashing, and you know, we're all going to live, again, I always say this all the time, in a box on the side of the road, but you know, it's just it's a little bit crazy. The markets are driven by news, and news is unpredictable. So, I mean, we just saw this you know, last month with the tariffs. You know, we had bad news about how the tariff talks were going, the markets dropped. Then we had good news about the, how the tariffs were going, and the markets come back up. You know, we just saw a crash in 2008, which you know, it's 11 years, coming up on 11 years now. And, you know, that was a true crash. And, you know, we, we saw the market go down and we saw, you know, bonds and you know, even money markets went negative for a while. So it got pretty ugly. But, you know, the thing about the markets is they do come back. And if you have a professionally managed portfolio that's diversified and you've got, you know, different asset classes in there, if the markets are always going to correct, we usually have a couple small corrections a couple times a year. The big market crashes, they certainly do happen. And a, and a crash is when the market would drop more than 20%. And it'll happen again. But 
for years and years and years, people have said this, and you would, would have missed out on so much market growth because of fear of simply wanting to sit on the sidelines. But if you invest properly, you have a great portfolio, you can manage all those storms. And for money that you need right away, you don't put in the market. So again, they're just playing on everybody's fear. Well, it's such a common thing that fear kind of dominates, I think, our emotions. It can lead us into, you know, into troublesome situations. And the fake news people know this. And that's why they're preying on that emotion so constantly. And that's why I think fear and fake news are so tied together. Are there any additional types of headlines that you would also qualify as fake news in your book, Scott? Any that you see often that we should, you know, bring an alert to as well? Well, you know what? I do see a lot more than this at the top of my head. I don't know if I can necessarily come up with any, but they're out there all the time. There's always new ones popping up. And, you know, when it comes to these fake news stories, what you want to do is, is give your advisor a call and say, hey, I saw this. You know, it, it said this, that, and the other thing. You know, what do you think about this? And, you know, a good financial advisor is going to, uh, you know, kind of lay it out for you and explain it to you and, and tell you how you know, whether or not there's any truth to it at all and how it affects your situation. So important to make sure that you're staying abreast of these kinds of things. If you are sometimes falling victim to financial fake news, if these things do play on your emotions a little bit, that's okay to admit. It, if, if these things affect us all a little bit differently, and it's okay to recognize that fact. If you need some help kind of navigating that world, putting these different things that you might see in the news into context, Scott helps his clients with that kind of stuff all the time, helping make sure that they understand what's in your portfolio, how the financial movements of the world might impact your your situation, or in many cases, if you're properly prepared and have a good plan in place, how it doesn't impact your situation. Uh, if you want to have a conversation, as always, let you know the ways to do that. You can go to talktoscott.com, schedule a free consultation to talk about your plan. That's talktoscott.com. And you can always call as well, 888-742-0111, 888-742-0111. Scott, thanks for taking us through some of those financial fake news elements. Glad that we can get all those above board on today's show. Absolutely. Hey, I have one more for you. Oh, yeah. Taxes, taxes are going to quadruple in the next five years. So go to www.skyboxasset.com and order my tax-free toolkit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we got to join the party a little bit there, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> taxes are going to be awful for the rest of your life. You're going to get taxed at 99%. So uh, go right now to uh, skyboxasset.com to solve that problem, and Scott will take care of it. That's right. Compliance is now pulling their hair out because they I don't know if they can detect the uh, the sarcasm here, Scott. So we have to. That, that is sarcastic. <laughs> I was just joking. That is truly not going to happen. Being sarcastic. Okay. Well, I think we're, we're above board there. All right. Time to get to know Scott a little bit better. Quick sidestep to the financial world. It's getting to know you time. This is the getting to know you portion of our program here on the Retirement Toolbox. I throw random questions at Scott each podcast to get to know his personality a little bit more. I'm going to ask you to look back to the little the little Scott Searles days, okay? When was the uh, moment that you got in the biggest trouble as a kid and what was the situation? <laughs> or at least the one the story you can share on the on the podcast. Walter, I'm an angel. I've never gotten any <laughs> trouble at all. Never, not even a little trouble, right? Well, maybe there was a little trouble when I was in third grade. <laughs> uh, when I was in elementary school, I, I don't know 
who knows why you do things right. But uh, in third grade, I was in the bathroom and for, I don't know for how long I was doing it. I would go into the bathroom, stand on the toilet and pop out ceiling tiles in the bathroom. (laughs) All right. Obviously no rhyme or reason for me doing this. You were curious. What's up there? What's behind the ceiling tile? Yeah. Right. But this went on for a while and the teachers would you know, they'd have all school announcements about people popping the tiles out. And, you know, I just continue to do it. I go in there and just pop the tiles out. So you were going undetected for a while and hearing the announcements and you're, you're sitting there going, that's me. (laughs) That's right. I was sneaky. I was getting away with it. It's not as bad as pulling the fire alarm. So you're, you're okay so far. Absolutely. And, you know, they didn't have, you know, this was I mean, obviously a long time ago, no hidden cameras or anything like that. Well, that, they couldn't put a camera in the bathroom anyway. But, yeah, one time I was in there popping out those tiles and one of the uh, janitors walked in and I got busted. So, you know, they called my parents and came down and, you know, I had to explain why I was doing it, which I can't recall now. It still makes no sense to me. But, my punishment was I had to help the janitor after school clean the school for a week. So I didn't pop any more tiles after that. Well, it's kind of good that you got caught, I think, because, you know, they say that popping ceiling tiles out of the bathroom is a gateway to, uh, you know, just like a gateway drug to pulling the fire alarm and, you know, doing some more heinous, you know, setting fires in the school trash cans and more devious, you know, juvenile behavior. So it's good that yeah, you got but- caught and set on the right path, you know. Yeah, before you would have known it, I'd have been spray painting stuff on the side of the school. That's right. Exactly. So they, they caught you at the tile popping and got you on the right path from there. So that, That's right. <laughs> well, if that's the worst thing that's happened to you and uh, biggest trouble, I mean, we're going to say that it is since that's what we're willing to share here on the podcast. But that can't be too bad. So it sounds like you've done all right for yourself since then. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. I, I got on the right path. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, there you go. Getting to know Scott Searles a little bit better. You can joke about him with the uh, you know tile-popping incidents from his youth. Maybe you also participated. Let us know. Email us on the show and uh, let us know what trouble you got into as a kid as well. All right, we got more coming up on the program. In fact, we're going to answer one of your questions next. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So here on the mailbag, we're answering your questions each and every program. And the question asker this week is Jim in Westlake. By the way, if you want to submit a question, you can do that online. Again, the website is skyboxasset.com. Just look for the ways to contact us there. Jim is 67, and he says, I've reached full retirement age for Social Security, but I don't have plans to retire anytime soon. Scott, should I go ahead and start my Social Security now or just wait until I'm done working? Well, Jim, you know, that is a question I get a lot, and it's a very common question. And unfortunately, I can't give you exactly a straight answer. The reason being is because everybody's situation is different. But what I can do is I can kind of run over some of the things that you should think about and consider when you're thinking about taking Social Security. The the good thing is because you've reached full retirement age, you can make as much money as you want and your Social Security will not be reduced in any way. So that's good. If you were 62 and you're going to take Social Security, then it was going to be reduced for you. When you delay your Social Security, it's going to grow at 8% a year past that full retirement age all the way up to age 70. It's going to max out at age 70, 
Now, one of the biggest factors for you to think about in determining whether you take it now or you wait the three more years and kind of get that money to continue to accumulate is longevity. And I know this is something where nobody has a crystal ball and you obviously don't know how long you're going to live. But the longer you delay Social Security, the bigger check that you're going to get, as well as how more money that your spouse will get once you pass away. So it's not only your life expectancy, but also your spouse's. And usually the break even is right around age 80, give or take a, a few years or so. So if, if you make it past age 80, it's going to make sense for you to delay it even longer in order to get more throughout your lifetime. And it all comes back to life expectancy. I have people that come in here and we have a conversation on, on how we're going to handle a situation like this. And they'll say, well, you know what? My father died at you know, 60. My mother died at 62. And, you know, I don't necessarily think I'm going to make it that long. So, so maybe we do take it a little earlier in a case like that. So either way, if you're working, that Social Security is going to be taxed and up to 85% of it can be taxed while you're still working. If you've done other planning and you've got tax-free sources to create a tax-free retirement, you know, it also make, makes sense to wait till you stop working and then turn on some of those tax-free sources, then your, then your Social Security also will not be taxed. So I know it wasn't a direct answer to your question, Jim, but it gave you some things to think about because there's a lot more I need than a two-sentence question to uh, make the proper determination for you. Often these things lead to additional questions. Sometimes it does take a long time to get you a direct answer because it just impacts so many other parts of your plan. So when you take Social Security is one of those things, right, Scott? It's one of the things that impacts a lot of the other moving pieces of your overall portfolio. Absolutely. I mean, it's all part of retirement income strategy. So that's going to be a portion of your retirement income. So delaying it, getting a larger part may work better for you in your situation. We already talked about the taxability of it. So yeah, it all fits in. It's just one piece of an overall puzzle that we need to be able to put together. And we do that by creating a holistic financial plan for you. Yeah, great points. Jim, if you want to find out more about creating that plan, you can certainly do so online at skyboxasset.com. If you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now and you want to learn a little bit more about what it's like to work with Scott, or if you're ready to come in for a review of your plan and talk a little bit about how you're prepared for your financial future, are there some changes you can make to the portfolio? Scott can give you that full review of your situation. You can give a call to 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Or go online to skyboxasset.com, as I mentioned, and you can find out more about working with the team and click the contact button, schedule time to meet with Scott there as well. And you can even pick up that tax-free retirement toolkit when we were joking earlier about taxes and going and picking up that toolkit, we were being sarcastic about the fake news headline, but we were being sarcastic about that great resource. So if you're kind of looking for a starter guide, you're just dipping your toe in the water when it comes to planning for retirement, or you want to learn more about how taxes might impact your financial future, it's a great resource to pick up, and it is free. It's the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit. You can find that on the website as well. Scott, thanks so much for helping us out on the program today. Some good information today. We'll be wary of your sarcastic financial fake news comments in the future. And uh, don't forget to go look up that ant video. You'll be enthralled. You'll be absolutely enthralled. Absolutely. Can't wait, Walter. (laughs) Have a great day. You do as well. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox.
Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.